I love bread, but it's got to be just right, crusty from the outside and light and airy from the inside. And after searching high and low for the right bake, I eventually ended up making it at home. Well, it looks like I'm not the only one. I did it again, and I bumped into another guest. <laughs> this again, is uh, it was at the Sustainable Christmas Market a few weeks ago, and I was intrigued by her family story, which pretty much revolved around bread. Let me well welcome Latvian-born Elena Strelita Strel, founder of May's Bakery, to the studio to tell me more about her interesting family background. Good afternoon to you. Hi. And we are on Facebook Live as well. So now, um, bread seems to be um, very much part of your family for a very long time. Tell me a little bit about how it's been in your family. Um, I think the most important thing is we're Latvian. Mm -hmm. So there's a small country, Latvia, if someone doesn't know. has less than 2 million people and... um, Latvians, for Latvians, bread is like the, one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be same important as ice hockey and beer, probably, oh, right. and potato. Okay, <laughs> so it's quite a staple then. Uh, yeah, that. so right. I think it used to be times when everyone used to bake bread at home, uh-huh. and then, then I think there was a for a while phase when everyone just, you know, were buying the from the stores, uh-huh. and then now we're back at it. Again, okay. when everyone's baking their own bread, well, trying to because the store bread became such an industrial, you know, lost recipes and everything. And yes, so, so all the techniques are lost, and they add a lot of sugars, and they use dry yeast and mm-hmm. not the sourdough, not the fresh yeast. So it became not really healthy version anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we're going back to baking bread. So. Um, Latvians eat bread with everything. I was just going to ask, yeah. is it sort of like so breakfast, dinner, lunch? Yes, exactly. So it's going to be breakfast and then lunch you're going to have, you know, soup with slices of bread. Uh-huh. Evening you're going to have sandwiches. Wow. We even have... Um, Pretty high-carb diet then, eh? <laughs> well, it's a cold country, <laughs> yeah. so I think so that's... you need it. The, yeah. That's and right. we even have uh, bread desserts and stuff like that. It's bread just all around the bread. Oh, lovely. And I grew up with bread, and especially in Latvia, we have our heritage rye grains. Mm-hmm. They are very unique. They are different than other rye grains. And um, it's became almost as a holy thing. Mm. And we even have, like... Um, s- you know, superstitions about the bread. If the bread falls, you know, oh, over, you have to like kiss it. And there's a lot of okay. Going on okay, so you've really been brought up with it. Yes. So now um, it was interesting because I was just reading a little bit about you and your family, and it's you and your dad yeah. who started off this business here in Hong Kong. And now you haven't like you've not got a kind of foodie background as such. You've done something, and your dad's done. So tell me a little bit about the backgrounds for you guys. That you started to get into bread baking. It kind of doesn't make sense because my dad is a professional double bass player. (laughs) He played an orchestra for 26 years. Wow. And I have an artistic background and I worked in different types of, you know, jobs uh, of my life. You know, being a student in London, bartending and, and, and stuff like that. And But I always loved food. I even had like my food blog back in London mm-hmm. but like I was too lazy to go with it okay. and um, my dad really never cooked and it was all my mom but uh, something about missing the bread in Hong Kong uh-huh. just made us uh, so how I, long have you how long has your dad been in Hong Kong and you 
Uh, my dad has been here, I think, around 10 or 11 years. Uh-huh. And I have been here, it's going to be five years this summer. Right. Spring. So yeah. it's when you joined him that you decided that, hey, Matt, we've got to do something about this. Well, <laughs> every time I visited him, I brought mm-hmm. a loaf of bread. Uh-huh. Because you can even buy Latvian or Polish or Lithuanian bread in London. So I would bring him a loaf. So right. that would be a little bit closer to Latvian bread. Right. Because he first, when he tried bread in Hong Kong, he actually had a, like allergic reaction. You know, his forehead like turned red and oh, he was gosh. not feeling well. And he was like, okay, hold on, this is not okay. And the bread, he could like smash it and it, it would make a small ball. Yeah, it's it very soft. Yeah, and it's very soft bread. Isn't it? Very what, sweet. What did you think? Yeah, very sweet, very soft. Yes. And very much, I would say, um, probably high milk and egg content in some yes, of these breads. Yes, there's a lot of, um, and it goes bad really fast, I think, because of probably the eggs and milk. And yep. milk in that, yep. exactly. Because I find it's much more like kind of brioche all the time. <laughs> like whatever you get, mm. even if you're getting uh, something savory, it is not savory, it is sweet. Like, you know, you even get exactly. a little, little chicken bun or something like yeah. that. It's quite a sweet to the taste, which yeah, is quite cra- different, isn't the it? The craziest part is the locals, they, uh, they are used to it and they think that's the bread how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of those who's been traveling to Scandinavia or, you know, like uh, Germany, mm-hmm. those countries actually had like normal bread, then they are the customers who come first to our bakery mm-hmm. the locals we have to convince them that this is this is how it should be yeah because, i suppose that's what yeah. they've if you've been brought up with like you've been brought up with a certain type of latvian bread then people in hong kong have been brought up with this kind of bread and mm. that's what they're used to so now tell me um what you know i i do a bit of bread baking and stuff and we were chatting about this before you came on the show and stuff so to make good bread, what do you need? I mean, do you have the right conditions in Hong Kong to do it? Because I think the humidity has quite an effect, doesn't it? Or, well, for just baking for your family, it's completely fine because mm-hmm. you don't need to have it consistent. You don't need to have it the right yeah. flavor. You can, right it can be hit and miss, can't it? <laughs> exactly. Right. You don't have like exact time when it needs to be sure. ready or amount. So for baking at home it's it's quite easy well sourdough is never easy mm-hmm. if we're talking about sourdough because um then there is fresh yeast as well which is faster and easier you don't need to like look look after it and feed it mm-hmm. because sourdough is live bacteria you have to look after it if it dies it dies yeah and- there's a certain technique to sourdough isn't there because i did yes. try it once in hong kong where you know you you get your yeast and then you keep adding flour to it over time and it's almost like three four days go by and you still have mm. to keep doing this until exactly. it starts bubbling up so it's very complicated now we you'd mentioned this whole thing about yeast like and you said, oh, you know, dried yeast is not is not good. So what's the difference? Like, tell me, how do you get the fresh yeast then? Is that accessible um, to it? Yeah, y- yes. Well, I've seen in baking stores, you can get fresh yeast. It's not that common, but if you want to, if you're really after it, you can find places mm-hmm. where to buy it and you mm-hmm. can order online. Mm-hmm. Um, for, so the differences are, of course, the best and the most natural way to bake bread is sourdough. So that's a live bacteria. Um, made from water and flour mm-hmm. and that's the, mo- the, the that's the longest way how to make bread and the most complicated one then if you don't have time for that you can choose baking bread with fresh yeast which is um it looks like a butter mm-hmm. it's like a paste a okay. hard paste okay and that's it's not as healthy as sourdough but it's still healthier option mm-hmm. uh it doesn't have as mm, 
that, that many bacteria, good bacteria in it. Like, for example, if sourdough has like, you know, 30,000 bacteria, live bacteria in it, the dry yeast, uh, sorry, fresh yeast will, would have like 16 or okay. 8. So or, quite, but quite, still, yeah. still live bacteria. Okay. And that one is, the bread making is, is much faster with that. Mm -hmm. And then we have dry yeast, um, Called baker's yeast, commercial yeast, which is a, which is available in supermarkets everywhere. And everywhere. That, yes. yes, so that's what we call in a bakery is fast bread, mm -hmm. and um, so it is very fast. You just mix with warm water and mix with flour, and it just mm -hmm. rises up really fast, meaning that it doesn't have enough time to produce all the minerals and vitamins and all the bacteria and nothing. So basically, it's empty, empty bread. Mm -hmm. There's nothing inside. And in terms of the nutrients yes. and things like that. And right. secondly, the way it's made, there's a lot of um, encapsulated um, bacteria, which is called thermophile bacteria, mm -hmm. which can survive in a high heat. So once you bake it, it still survives. It doesn't die. And it's not the good bacteria. Thermophile bacteria are not the good ones. Okay. So once you eat it, it's encapsulated. So it, it, it's not particularly it, it good wakes for up you, okay. in you okay. inside of our all the bloodstream. Dear, I'll have to think about that one now. <laughs> yes, and basically it does a lot of bad things inside of you. It eats you from the inside. Oh gosh, right. It dies <laughs> in your bloodstream and produces uh, quite poisonous venom. Oh dear me. Okay, so how do we how do we if we wanted to say make bread at home and things like that obviously we can go to the, we can go to your bakery and we can go to bakeries around um hong kong if we wanted to make our own yeast can we do that at home is that possible that's a sourdough that would be yeah. a sourdough so yeah. that would be how would that be made that would just be water and flour, flour. And you basically, there's a certain proportion to it, and then you leave yes, it. Yes, those are different type of, you can also make rice and that's sourdough, available. you can you do, do that. wheat sourdough base. There's right. a you can go to Google and you can find yes. out how to do that. The easiest way is to get the starter first, actually. Okay. You can come to our bakery anytime. We can give you, come with a jar, we'll give you a little bit okay. of a starter. Okay. And you can make your own. And it's never going to taste the same uh -huh. because there's a different bacteria in your house. There's a different bacteria in our bakery. So it... It all makes a difference. Right. Yeah. I always wonder, you know, when I see these large bakeries, whether it's here or abroad, I just always wonder, how do you do it? How do you, like, what is your schedule for the day? You must get up very early in the morning to get all these breads ready. And obviously, you've got this yeast waiting. You've got lots of things proofing and ready to go in the oven. So it, is it a baker's life really tough? Like, do you guys get up? It really is. Early? Everything's by the clock. Uh -huh. And and so um, to describe your day to me. How would that? What would your dad's day or my your dad's day? day? Well, he has no life. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's it. It's you just all... <laughs> you just. But, but do you make enough money out of it? I mean, like you know, I, I have noticed it's certainly. Tough. I mean, before you go into the day, I have noticed that a lot of these breads are very expensive, and it is quite expensive. Is it because those materials are very expensive, or you know, what is it? Um actually ingredients are not as expensive mm -hmm. i mean it depends we choose uh, uh organic virgin olive oil himalaya salt you know like all the high quality rye flour from japan from mm -hmm. germany from mm -hmm. france so they're not cheap as you would buy you know mm -hmm. just regular ones but that's not what makes it expensive it's labor it's basically knowledge and the time. the time because sometimes we have like people asking oh how much would be for a small 
for a burger bun. So mm. I quote the price and I said, okay, what if it would be like a little roll? I said, it would be the <laughs> same be price <laughs> because it's the same time. Yeah. It takes the same time to make it. It's, it's not lab- about it's the actual size. It's isn't it? Yes. That's right. And does, does the sort of all the humidity and things like that have an effect on it? So once you take it out the oven and then you leave it, say in the bakery, does that affect, especially in the summer months? Um, there's a, well, firstly, the weather, for example, typhoon, when typhoon comes, mm-hmm. the sourdough starter goes crazy. Oh, really? It goes, bubbles up, and it just really? goes over, it just grows more it and more. It speaks so to you. the weather affects it. Like, wow. um, the old, old times Latvians, they used to bake by the weather. They would see, oh, the, the wind comes, or this comes, or the store comes. So how will the sourdough behave? Um, secondly, humidity. It's like we still, after these years, haven't, you know, discovered how we can save the bread because it gets moldy. It gets soggy um, easily too, doesn't it? Once uh, it's soggy on. is not the biggest problem. It's about the mold because okay, I recently moisture. read that even if one part of the bread is moldy, you cut it off. You can't eat it. But yeah. I've done it, but apparently you can't because even if you can't see the mold, it might be inside the bread. Okay. Bread parts you eat. Yeah. So it's a bit tough. Like. Um, we suggest freezing bread, what we do at home as well, and it comes out perfectly fresh anyway when you come take it out after even three weeks. Mm-hmm. Then we don't um, really, you know, say to, like, not in a fridge because free, fridge dries out okay. the bread, so it comes out so dry. So you could freeze it in slices in yes, the freezer. Yes, that's the best. And then we we would suggest to keep it in a plastic zip bag, but like every day to open it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, the air doesn't get stale mm-hmm. in the bag. Mm-hmm. So, but it's really hard to avoid mold. And we're always quite worried about, you know, um, but it's better to freeze it. Like if you're living by yourself, maybe just cut the half of, our loaves are quite, are quite big. Mm-hmm. So just cut the half and put in the freezer and then just like, you know, try to keep that one fresh. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if not humidity, not mold, our bread can be, fresh up till seven days because we don't have any eggs or milk in it. It's uh, completely plant-based. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Now, going back to your day, so tell me what the day consists of and how much oh, preparation. Yeah. Your, dad, your, your dad has no life basically making this bread. So what what does he do then? So there's uh, two, two sourdough starters we use. One is wheat, one is rye. Our rye bread is fermented. It takes around 48 hours to make one loaf. Wow. So that he would mix in when he leaves the bakery at night mm-hmm. and then he would come so back. So what time would he leave the bakery at night? It then? depends on orders. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he would leave at 12 or 1 and sleep only three hours. Sometimes oh, he would leave at 7 p.m. if there is... So it's have... his prep before that he's doing on the night before, right? Yes, yes. Right. And then... And then he sometimes sleeps at the bakery with alarm because he waits for the bread to rise and put it in the oven. So it's completely crazy all his notes his he made his own like little paper clocks and he just like you know puts them and for each bread it's okay. like he's very creative uh-huh. it's really fun well for me it's fun yeah, it's fun for you to watch <laughs> and get a nice slice of bread in the morning yes. <laughs> good and so so do you ever kind of say look dad take a break let me do this can you do it um it's you've got i the think skills. he doesn't let anyone do it all oh, right like, i'm it's a labor of love i would come in and we would decide on recipes we would decide what would be the next to do and experiment i would i could do cakes or muffins and or some buns or something like that but like never to the complicated part of because he uses some ancient secret recipe for the <laughs> rye uh-huh. bread that what makes it 
It's not been released to you then, has it? I know what it is called. I'm not allowed to say. No one knows. You can only find information about it in Russian anyway. So (laughs) it's... He used to do workshops, but then he would just like not say what he's doing. Will this be passed on at some point? You know, uh, will this Uh, will this secret recipe be passed on at some point? I I think it would. Like we (laughs) kind of know what it is. Okay, it's not actually even complicated. It's just this little trick he does, and then it tastes. mm, It just brings out the flavor. Oh wow! Yeah, sounds super. Good. Yeah, my little daughter sometimes helps, and my he has two other daughters, my sister, so uh-huh. they all help. So I I wonder which one of them will become a baker after oh, seeing, right, <laughs> you know, all good. the process. Yeah. Okay, so what's the most kind of, I, was, I would say really the most challenging part of it is this whole thing about keeping up with the times and, and obviously adjusting with the weather and things like that. What's the most satisfying part of this whole business? Because it's hard work. It sounds like an awful lot of hard work. What do you love about it? I mean, do you get lots of um, people who have now changed the way that they eat in terms of the bread that customer they like? response yeah. is the best. This is what we why we do it. It's like we never get tired of positive messages. Well, we actually never. I don't think we ever gotten any negative feedback. To be honest, hmm. I think there was one time something. I think I, it was like two years ago when we just started. Our sesame seeds got moldy, and and he didn't notice it and we baked one bread and the person said what is this why it tastes so horrible and I realized what has happened and then of course we you know baked the new one and everything and we got rid of the sesame okay. uh, seeds but um, we only had positive feedback and we never get tired of that and we just love when people send us messages oh my god I, I feel so healthy now because we have so many uh, person uh, people sorry with um uh, allergic reaction to yeah, gluten. To gluten, I was going to say. And uh, and we always try to convince them at least to give it us a try. Like just you know, just try it and see how you feel after that. And every time they come back with very positive feedback that they didn't have any bad reaction mm. and they feel wonderful and they can finally eat bread again. So this is why we do it. It's just such a good thing, you know. Mm. And this is this was our mission. My dad said, I want to bring healthy bread to Hong Kong because yeah. this is horrible. What's in <laughs> and there is something very satisfying. Seriously, there is something very satisfying about a nice piece of bread. Um, how would you describe, if you were going to describe your perfect slice of bread, how would you describe it? What is it? What should it taste like? What should it feel like? Um, You've got about um, a minute <laughs> <laughs> to explain. Yeah, to it depends, it to be honest, because I absolutely love pure rye bread. I love the you know sourness of it and and the you know the the texture. But then I could eat also French baguette. You know, mm-hmm. so, so it I depends think on your about, mood, doesn't it, as to what you feel like eating? Yeah, I suppose I don't have a favorite one, but uh, I'm a Latvian. It should be rye. It is kind of, but I also love Italian ciabattas with olives and, you know, just depends on the mood. It should be proper bread loaf. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Well, <laughs> it just, I would it just say, feels I right. Mean, I think I, I see it as, you know, a, a really nice crusty loaf, which is a quite crusty and a, a really good shape on the outside. And then when you slice it, mm. it's it's soft and it's kind of quite airy. And then when you put it in the toaster, it comes out really crisp. That each bite, and you go, oh, that's lovely. So I mean, that yeah, to me is like that sounds like an Italian bread, yeah, by the way, because yeah. rye would never be airy. Oh, oh right, rye is pretty solid, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, that's yes, right. yes, yes, yes. So it's, so it's, it's very it's different interpretations. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, listen, um, thank you so much for coming in. Some really great thank stuff you for there. Having me. And we were on Facebook Live. You can see this all over again. You can see some of the photographs of some amazing bread <laughs> online. Thank you ever so much for thank coming you. in.